liberty is being able to say, no matter what befalls me, nevertheless, I live. If I am more upset with the democratic socialist than I love them, or the extreme right or the woke activist or any politician, then I have already lost my own liberty and I am too bound and more influenced by darkness than by light. I have lost the liberty of life. Thanks for joining us on Life Journeys, a podcast about thriving through the worst pain that life brings. With global initiatives threatening big changes to our way of life, we're going to need to activate Jesus's words about mountain moving faith. Words That Work is the ongoing series on life journeys that is rooted in releasing revelational words of faith that will work every time and with everyone. It's about moving the mountains that keep us from the presence and goodness of God. It's about defining our life purpose and identity through encountering Him until we have the power to move the obstacles that are destroying our liberty and hope. Loving those who have caused pain is a big task. It's the call to find life from somewhere outside of this world. Paul was in prison for his faith in Christ when he wrote, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. He had learned to draw life from above instead of from this world with its many opportunities for pain. This apostle knew he was going to die in his Roman imprisonment before he ever left for Rome, but he went. How was he so free? I've asked the same question when the answer was not negotiable. Defeat just wasn't in the cards for me, no matter what the price. And the price was death to this world and to myself that I may live Christ. Right now, terrorists in the Middle East have one goal, the annihilation of Israel. They'll die for their Allah rather than negotiate Negotiation will never work for them. And with Israel's Holocaust still in vivid memory, Israel will never give in. Ever. Hamas just wants to commit such atrocities that it draws the world into this battle, knowing that Israel will only stop if they are forced. Sooner or later, that's going to work, and the globalists want that to happen. What's right in Israel will not be established by historical or political precedent. Its conclusion will not be the validation of democracy or just wars or social media opinion. The goal is nothing less than demonstrating to the world, to all nations and religions, that God is God in heaven and on earth, and we have redemption by faith through the choice of God alone. He chose Israel as an example of sovereign grace through Christ. And yet, Israel's still trying to figure that out. But this is the purpose of God, regardless of men's agendas. Whether it's that apocalyptic battle culminating in Armageddon or our personal battles with pain in this life, the solution is exactly the same. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me, and the life that I live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave his life for me. The goal is to live a life crucified to this world, for nothing else will see us living in the life intended for us. 
I want to see in golden letters declaring, Nevertheless, I live, and have it stamped over a map of the nation of Israel, and stamped over your own life in the midst of all the pain that you will ever face. God is after that life in us where we no longer are influenced by the hatred, the disease, the fear, and the poverty of this world. Even in its midst, we may say, I am crucified to this world by my choice. Nevertheless, I live. That's liberty. For months after sickness forced me from the pulpit and then the TV business, I played songs like, You Raise Me Up, or When It Seems Like I Can't Go On, You Deliver Me. I was hurting deeply and learned to seek him on a much deeper level. I had no choice, and it was his mercy that let me come to this place. Christ lives in me. That doesn't change with the weather or my body temperature or mood. My emotional countenance can change on a dime. Human nature can dig itself into a hole so easily and leave us feeling forlorn. The obvious danger is translating how we feel into faith. Faith that God has left us, that we're not going to make it, or that God is punishing us. However, God's promises are found in who He is, not how we feel. Look at Israel. He chose them 4,000 years ago, and He will make good on it to show that He will be just as faithful to His choosing you. Think about how great He is that He can inhabit eternity can know the names of every one of a trillion times a billion trillion stars, and he can still know exactly how you're feeling right now. His promises are so much bigger than the way our whimsical feelings ebb and flow by the slightest breezes. Christ lives in me because he was crucified for me, and if I will accept being crucified with Christ and thereby stop demanding the world give me my way, then... I can encounter this living God. He is the one who shines behind the morning light with the promise of his deliverance when all the earth just goes about its day. Somehow I think that when the morning horizon crests the new dawn with a brilliance that declares the glory of God, the earth itself recognizes its maker and bows in command to its orders for the day. This God who superintends every living thing even those creatures in the depths that man has never yet seen, he has made us a promise that he is well able to keep no matter how dark the night may get. He knows who will yet be born, what they will become, and how they will die. There is not a breath of wind that he does not allow, nor a drop of rain that is cast to the earth unknowingly. And this Savior and Creator King is so tender-hearted to want us to be with him forever, at all costs. This is the one Paul said, lives in me. To be crucified to the world is not a place of despair for the Christian who knows how to find the fullness of life from above. Christians are not those who are in this world to be kept alive and nurtured by the world. They're here to give light and the source of life to the world. The world doesn't keep them, they keep the world. Their life is from above and they are here to share it with the world. Anyone who has discovered and accepted his divinely created purpose doesn't draw life from others. He gives life to others. When you get old, 
or perhaps you come down with your last disease and your body won't obey your mind, nevertheless, you live. When your mind has gotten foggy and your hands shake and you're frustrated every day because you can't hold your soup in the spoon, nevertheless, you live. Your joints may ache to the place of disfigurement. Your muscles may scream so loud that you don't know how you'll get out of bed and your chest may pulsate with weakness and the heavy weight of breathlessness. Nevertheless, you do live. When your last breath has been drawn from the room and your family's tears flow, when your mind ceases its doubts and depression, and when your chest settles still in rest, nevertheless, you are alive. When you've had your early morning awakenings and you wonder if you should roll over and say, I love you one last time to your mate of these many years, and you no longer care if your feet ever touch the floor again, nevertheless, you live. And when the devil comes again, and you know it's him because he's been in your heart house almost every day these diminishing years, and he's here again telling you that you're struggling with breath and strength because you've sinned, and your emotions can no longer battle through to peace. You are still settled because, though death is finishing its final pages on your body, nevertheless, you live. This is what crucifixion is like. All of your carnal capacities can't fight the lies, the fears, the deceptions any longer because those abilities of the natural man are too decayed. You're too weak to be angry. You've gone past the point of fearing you may die because you've been called to the cross too many times. You have understood the agony of sweating drops of blood and calling out, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me, but it won't pass. When the devil says, you have believed Jesus died for you, but you're still dying. And then he brings up all the beautiful memories of days with those you love, and he harpoons you with the truth that those days are over, forever. Nevertheless, you say, I live. Nevertheless, you have the spiritual muscle memory of the saints who have gone before you. You have the voice within that calls out with every silent attack of the body as it fades away. You live. It calls out again, nevertheless, you live. It's not a loud voice, because it doesn't have to be. It's not panicking. It's not powerless. All that says you are weak and sick and now dying because God has turned his back on you is repelled by that still, small voice. Nevertheless, you live. All that the devil can say or do is so easily defeated by the faint voice of truth and light that you know you will never die. I am crucified with Christ says that your death has already taken place. When God takes time away and transports you forward, your spirit may come to your tomb, but it's the tomb of Jesus and is empty. You have been and are crucified with Jesus. Nevertheless, you live. Death has not been avoided. It has been defeated. And your gravestone is nothing more than a memorial of your heavenly doorway to eternal life. It's not just that you have a memory containing words from the Bible. It's not just that you have an attitude or a tendency toward gratitude for what he has done for you. 
Nor is it merely that you have bent to the will of God to show your character has been changed to some degree with an inclination to be like Jesus. No, it's more than that. He lives in you. You have his life, not just his influence stored in your retention of his promises. You can't change attitudes into eternal life. Well, there are times when you must bear your cross during each and every day. Don't let the darkness rob the honor and dignity of willingly letting the suffering pass by your path. You will rise again. The ultimate has been paid. You don't have to pay it. You can't. Stop trying. When Jesus rose from the dead, so did you. Forget the constraint of time. When Jesus died, you died. When he rose from the dead, you rose from the dead. You were in him when he died. You came from him. He created you. He took your sin to the cross, and he took your life with him in the resurrection. When the cross comes for you again today and tomorrow and tomorrow, and your body is shouting louder than your emotions, harder than your medications, and more persistent than the relentless storm of your faltering will, nevertheless, you live. Stop trying so hard to be at peace. You live, not because of your capacity, but because Christ lives in you, and you now have his love to give. You can unlock the presence of God in your life. There are revelation principles that remove the mountains, keeping us from joy, hope, peace, and purpose when our world gets turned upside down. Look for these words that work with Pastor Hardica as he shares what has helped him when life got hard. And don't forget to check out his book, The Fortress and the Firebrand, available on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. Thanks for listening to Life Journeys. Find new episodes every Wednesday and Saturday. And if you're new to this series, it begins with the September 16th episode. He knows who will yet be born, what they will become, and how they will die. There's not a breath of wind that he does not allow, nor a drop of rain that is cast to the earth unknowingly. And this Savior and Creator King is so tender-hearted to want us to be with him forever, at all costs. This is the one Paul said lives in me.